She's the Twitter troll of the 1800s. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked. Thanksgiving Week Edition. Where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book. Thank you, Sarah. The Woman Who Saved Thanksgiving. By Lori Hulse Anderson. Illustrated by Matt Faulkner. Published by Simon & Schuster Books for Young Readers. Thank You, Sarah gives the reader a historical account as to how Thanksgiving became a national holiday. It follows a lady named Sarah Hale and her persistence in her writing to various presidents. Will she force everyone to give thanks? Grab your relatives and let's find out. This nonfiction book begins taunting the reader about their knowledge of Thanksgiving and the dynamic between the pilgrims and the natives and why we have the big feast. Then it makes the shocking claim that Thanksgiving was almost lost. What? Really? I kind of wish it was lost, or at least my mom's Thanksgiving recipes. Apparently, New England was the only place by the 1800s that celebrated Thanksgiving routinely, so the turkeys could take safe refuge in the South and the West. Kind of like what's happening now. The author claims Thanksgiving needed a hero to keep the tradition going, and the book shows various jabronis dressed up in really bad Thanksgiving superhero costumes. But instead of a hero, Thanksgiving got a crazy person in Sarah Hale. Then the story goes into Sarah's background and tries to convince the reader that she was a hero. Apparently, along with fighting for Thanksgiving, she fought for playgrounds for kids. Giving a voice to kids everywhere on such a hard-hitting, controversial issue. She also fought for girls going to school and gave us college chicks. Am I right? No? Okay. And she fought for historical monuments. And there we have it. If you're one of those people upset by monuments, you know who to go after. She might have been a hero in 2002 when this book was written, but welcome to present day, where a statue hurts people's feelings. And you know tearing them down is going to fix everything. Then the story states, quote, She argued against spanking, pie for breakfast, doll stories, corsets, and bloomers, and bustles. End quote. I was a fan of hers, but now she's going to need to clarify the spanking thing. I'm a huge proponent of giving spankings. Then again, not to children. And corsets and bloomers? Was this lady a freeballer? She sounds kind of out there. Then the author goes on to say she was against slavery. Nice. Same. And the history book continues to go into her background as a mother and editor for magazines. Don't care. The author praises her for being bold and stubborn, and then leaves the reader on a cliffhanger, saying she had a secret weapon. And then you turn the page and... Say hello to my feather pen. That's her secret weapon? What's she gonna do? Tickle me to death with it? Or God forbid she spills some ink on my clothes? That shit never comes out. Apparently if she didn't like something, 
She would write articles and send letters to a bunch of people until she got what she wanted. It sounds like she's the first Twitter troll. Trying to make it seem like there are more people for an idea than there really are. And that's exactly what she did when people stopped celebrating Thanksgiving. She sent thousands of letters, making one lady's opinion seem like thousands. I wonder if she made up fake names for herself too, like the Philadelphia 76ers general manager Brian Colangelo did a couple years ago. This lady is bonkers. She got other groups to join her cause too. The author says, quote, The women of America listened. They put down their babies, their hoes, their skillets, and their washing. They picked up their pens and wrote. End quote. Neglecting your children doesn't seem like the best way to go about it. And putting down your hoes? Do they think showing a little leg will win someone over? Because it might. They should have pulled down their bloomers. That might have gotten someone's attention. Unless they're calling hoes the other ladies that are standing in their way. That would make more sense. Like, I just dropped a hoe. Well, their writing worked. It got the states to each recognize the holiday. But that still wasn't enough for Sarah. No satisfying her. Hate to be her husband. So she started writing presidents to make it a national holiday. She wrote four presidents, and the first three all told her no. What's the definition of insanity? If you continually do the same thing over and over, expecting a different result? Well, she fits that definition perfectly. The author makes a side note and claims that the states that did celebrate Thanksgiving stopped during the Civil War. Uh, duh, you think? There might be something a little more important going on. This lady needs to get her priorities straight, like ending slavery first. It wasn't until Abraham Lincoln came along and gave in to Sarah's requests. He was probably so occupied by the Civil War that he was like, the last thing we need is our wives to be pissed off at us at home too. That would destroy troop morale. And we would have two civil wars. One at home here in America, and another in homes. It took Sarah 38 years to accomplish her goal. Yep, she was crazy. On 1863, Lincoln made it a national holiday. There you go. For those who think Thanksgiving is some racist holiday, place your anger towards Lincoln and Sarah Hale. But myself, I say, just be thankful we get the day off. And the story ends thanking Sarah. But forgets old Abe. Man, that guy did a lot. It's also nice on the last few pages, the author gives you facts about Thanksgiving and 1863. This nonfiction book was chock full of history facts, and I loved that the moral of staying persistent, if you truly believe in something, was able to be merged in flawlessly. What did give me pause is that Lori is a descendant of Sarah Hale. It made me doubt some of the facts, because the author has a clear bias to make her ancestor look good. But I'm willing to give Lori a pass because her writing did make history entertaining and she knew when to leave cliffhangers to keep the reader engaged. Matt's illustrations were great too. They set the mood of Thanksgiving and history. 
he was able to show historical events, places, and the moods of the times throughout his illustrations. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 4. I'll have the full bird. This Goose is Cooked, Thanksgiving Week Edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.